Hello and welcome to Unqualified Recommendations. I am your host, Kirk Price. I'm another one. I'm Chad Price. I'm another one. I'm Zach. And we are here to give you some song recommendations. Each of us is going to bring a song recommendation for you, and we're also going to have some video game recommendations from each of us. But today is a little bit different than usual, because today we have a very special host, Houston. Houston, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, Houston's one of my longtime friends, and um wanted him to be our very first guest that we have on the show here. I'm honored. Yeah, it's, it's a very honorable thing to do. Okay, so... Zach, why don't you start us out this week with your song recommendation? What? You know I'm going to ask you every week to start us out, right? Yeah, but we got a special guest here. I think he should do the honors. No, I so think you should go first. Sorry, the guest doesn't feel as awkward with his recommendation after <laughs> you. Well, I mean, that's fair because mine is the worst. Because <laughs> I don't not- have shit to say. I really didn't want to show you up, so. <laughs> no, nah, they show me up every week anyway. All right, Zach, what do you got for us? Um, all right, the song I'm recommending is Fuck Love by Kill Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. All right, got anything to say about it? Sure, but it, not really. Like not normal. Really. Don't really have anything. <laughs> I'm trying to just uh, hoping you guys can carry me on this song. You know, last week you really stepped up a little bit. You had a whole like twelve words to say, and then this week you gone back to nothing. Well, the, okay. Really to be fair, I had like a full article because remember he gave us like the story about it too and everything. Yeah, Man, but then Zach. he forgot the story after the song. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah, that's because the song was like eight minutes long. <laughs> Either way, it was great. We were very proud of you, Zach. There wasn't a whole lot of information for this song besides the typical. They used music to kind of uh, control their feelings, but that's like everybody who makes music. <laughs> you mean express their feelings? Yeah, that. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, give this song a listen, and then we'll get into it. Pretty great song. All right, so uh, short and sweet. Zach, mm-hmm. why'd you recommend that for us this week? You know, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> You say something. <laughs> like, why don't you tell something. us about how you live next to a beach? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly, I feel like that is a beach song for real. I would listen to that on the beach, but um, I actually I have a little bit more to say about this song than Zach does, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. Kill Jasper is... Go ahead, Zach. I just said it's because you guys know how to express your emotions. <laughs> I'm an emotionless void. Yeah, well, okay, so I think that Kill Jasper is really, really good, and I honestly think he's underrated, because he's a very, very underground artist still, and uh, partially, I think it's because he took a year break from music in the middle of him just doing it. Like, he was going, like, crazy viral. He had, like, tons of songs that were blowing up. He was on tour. He was making it, and then he just took a year break because he felt like it. And now he's down to, like, less than 200K monthly listeners because of it. So, anyways... I think he's really, really talented, and I think that he has a long way to go before he actually makes it, because it just seems like he didn't want to put his nose to the grindstone like other people do, you know? Yeah. What do you think about it, Houston? The song was a vibe. Yeah? Yeah. At least you got more to say than Zach. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know, trying to take in all the lyrics on a first listen is usually difficult, but... uh, yeah. I like the beat. Good, uh, short and sweet little tune. Yeah. 
on the on the thing where where you said like it was hard to like pick up on the lyrics was do you think it was because like the vocals were too quiet because i think that was a problem with me uh, i think that's just me with any song the first time I listened to. <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a music first lyric second kind of guy mm. i'm the same way yeah i i think that um like it did a good job of keeping that same little tune throughout the whole entire mm-hmm. thing. And it's still catchy. It, it kind of kind of set the mood throughout it. Kind of like, okay, this is not going to be an intense song in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just going to be relaxed, listen to it. Yeah. And just kind of en- on the beach. enjoy the flow. Oh, yeah, on the yeah. beach. Yeah, on the beach. <laughs> Next to Zach's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> it also doesn't have overstay its welcome, you know? It yeah. Keep, like you said, keeps that same beat going throughout pretty much the entire song but it's nice so it's good that's short you know yeah he's really good with that unlike all of his songs they're not like too heavy on it yeah all of them are incredibly catchy though <laughs> like his number one yeah. song pretend was stuck in my head for months like I-, I could not stop hearing it like it was just so good but yeah um underrated but i mean he kind of did it to himself <laughs> <laughs> but all right well uh chad my turn out of, out of 10 um out of 10 i give it like a six like i i, I don't know it's just like out of his out of his cat like full catalog i think it's one of his weaker ones but i mean zach out of 10 maybe a seven <laughs> what about you houston on an actual listen to it i would i'd give it a seven seven man yeah i think you'd probably give it a five I would go. I would. I would go back and listen to it, but just from listening to that song, I don't think mm-hmm. that I have any motivation to go through and listen to the rest of his stuff. Yeah, that's maybe, fair. Maybe it's not his best song, but mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't know, just didn't didn't really feel it. You know? Yeah. I, don't, I can't oh. think of any of my playlists that I would add it to. I'm trying to decide if I should play one of his songs or play the song that I already wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> just do what you already wanted to do. Oh, but he's so good, Kirk. All right, but uh, Houston, we can listen to his song after. Yeah. I bet. Houston, what's your recommendation for us this week? All right. I uh, So well, all my recommendations, uh, I tried to keep it with stuff that I'm like currently interacting with. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song is uh, it'd be called Motorbike by Mama. <laughs> Motorbike by Mama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to tell us about it before we listen to it? Um, sure. I mean, it's kind of a... It's sort of a throwback to 90s alternative, like, slacker rock. Um, I've been listening to Mama a lot. I'm going to go see them... Uh, play with they're gonna open for modest mouse and weezer in a couple months <laughs> dude weezer <laughs> yeah kind of um but yeah they're um kind of up and coming i guess i picked one of their like more poppy songs just because i wanted it to be a little bit more digestible gotcha. yeah i can talk about it more afterwards okay but all right let's give it a listen well what are your thoughts, Zach? Why are we starting? Why are we starting with me all the time? I just like putting you on the spot. Just, it's just too much for me. <laughs> um, I gotta let you talk so I can finish processing my thoughts so I can talk. <laughs> you get that extra ten seconds to think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, when being honest, uh, I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics a whole lot. I was just jamming out to the music. It was um. 
don't know how to explain it, but it was a pretty solid beat, like all the way through. It was consistent. Yeah. I didn't feel like anything was like over the top. It all like belonged together. It definitely does jam and hit those power chords a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very power chord heavy song. Yeah. You that's, know, that's like 90s shit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I know that you said that you didn't really listen to the lyrics, but Chad pulled up the lyrics for me so I can read through it. And honestly, I think the lyrics are the special thing about this song. You know, I, I would say that the music itself isn't like anything super new or super unique. Mm-hmm. The singing, I think, is. I think she's got a good voice. She has some uh, sp- like specific ways she says certain words that's sometimes appealing, sometimes not. Like here is a little uh, little weird sometimes when she says <laughs> Don't it. say it with the hard R, Kirk. But that's how she said it in the song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think that the lyrics had some very like clever metaphors in there and a lot of interesting wording. And I think that the lyrics are really unique. Mm. yeah my mind became kind of numb about halfway through so i stopped paying attention to the lyrics yeah. <laughs> um i personally thought that it just kept on going a little bit too much <laughs> like there it just like it was a bit the bit too much of the same thing going on for me so then i just kind of zoned out near the end and yeah like it's it, not like it was bad it was just i don't know i needed a little bit of something different in there but all right houston yes so one of the things I like about this song is that it uh, it works. It has a really tight song structure, and yeah. uh, it plays with the structure. Like it keeps the structure very consistent, but plays with the dynamics of uh, like putting emphasis on different segments of the chorus and whatnot. Really, uh, like going quiet for a few different spots throughout, um, just to put some of that emphasis like in the next like couple lines of the chorus when it's repeated. Uh, so it like, it introduces you to the chorus initially and then it does something a little different with it the next time around. Yeah, I really did, dig that. That's, uh, I did notice that it kind of flowed like pretty seamlessly from the verse into the chorus during the towards like, I think the last time the chorus came up, it went straight mm-hmm. from the verse into the chorus and they were almost like the exact same fluctuation. Yeah. I thought the last chorus was the best part of the song, though. Like it, it just—I don't know—it had it hit every uh, every range perfectly. It it made my brain get tickled a little bit. <laughs> I liked it. Tickled the wrinkles. So, uh, best song ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for me, I would uh, probably give it. Um, I'd probably give it a six out of 10. I think that I would listen to the other things, I, but this kind of fits my style, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think that uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, Mitski, which is another artist I listen a lot to. And it also sort of like gives me like a, like a Walmart version of St. Vincent, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 so you, I actually you, totally hear it. Houston said that you know they're they're kind of getting popular now and they're starting out. You know, uh-huh. I think that um, they have a lot of similarities with some of the simpler St. Vincent songs. Mm-hmm. I think that St. Vincent does a lot more complex things than they did here, mm-hmm. but I think that they kind of are could. I think they can get there. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that Houston's description of this band made it significantly better for me because like. 
like if, if I was going just off of this song, I don't think I'd like go and check out the rest of their stuff. But um, because I know what they do, I think I actually do want to go and see like what else they have. And I, I especially like it when they're like an up and coming artist. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's fun to watch people rise, you know, but so what'd you give it? Uh, three out of ten. <laughs> three out of ten. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. I'm well, sorry. I just don't like things that like repeat. So like, I, it felt like I have I had, like, Houston a- here choice on the show. <laughs> just share his recommendation. Well, I mean, it was just yeah. like, <laughs> I had this like droning sound throughout the entire song and it just kept on getting louder. And it just like, like, I don't know what it was, man. It just had me in a weird days and I didn't like it. And it was an, it was a Gibson SG. It's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Zach, what do you give it? I give it a five out of ten. Um, I'm not big on the the lyrics or the way that it's sung, but I do like the music in general. All right, and what about you, Houston? Um, so I also give this a seven out of ten. Um, okay. There's a lot of intentionality with the way it sounds, uh, <laughs> partially just because it's trying to recreate like an older aesthetic, and like I said, it's 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 slacker rock, right? So you guys mentioned the way they sing certain certain words um it's pretty intentional yeah if you go back and listen to like pavement or um lots of bands from that era yeah like there's a very or weezer even is a good example where this was like a very common thing where they like overly stress certain words yeah um it's kind of like a big part of like that california (laughs) 90s rock scene. Um, Houston, do you listen which, much to uh, indie rock, like modern indie rock? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was yeah. just wondering because I feel like this is like this perfect like fit in with like the modern indie rock vibe. I think you'd oh, love yeah, it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I was basically choosing between a bunch of different uh, indie alt bands <laughs> songs for this. I don't blame you. All right. Well, uh, Chad, what do you have for us? Yes. Okay. So, um, there's only two I'm, options left me or you. I you know, know but I'm next. so excited <laughs> about the song guys. Look, okay. Look, the song is called mess you made. Okay. Um, and it is by, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the band, Michelle. Okay. It's by Michelle and it is an amazing song. And, um, I think that this is one of the first songs I ever listened to thought, Oh my God, I need to make a song like that. And like, I just had to, like, I just, I don't know how to explain it, man. The song inspired you. It's so inspiring. Like it's one of those songs. Like when you hear it, you just, you get this feeling in your heart that like just wants to jump out. And that's what I, that's what I love so much about the song. And I think that I really hope that you guys can hear it too. Cause this is probably Probably actually best song ever. I love this song so much. So, uh, anyways, are you yeah, hope you're not hyping it? it up too much. I'm not because <laughs> it, it is that good. It is that good. I give it a seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it a two and a half. Oh my god! I think it is zero this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready? I'm ready. All right, let's listen. Oh yeah! All right! Oh yeah! Okay. That song is so good, man. Oh, what okay. do you think, guys? <laughs> Houston, what do you think about it? Uh, it's a nice song. Um, <laughs> Best song ever? 
It's not my style, but that's uh-huh. not that's not me saying it's a bad song. There's <laughs> a I think it accomplishes what it's trying to do really well. Mm-hmm. I uh, thought her vocal performance is really great. Um, nice. You didn't see comment. it, but I was shaking my head yes and like like an extreme like yes i agree they ha- they are so talented dog every single one of their songs they just blow me away again um it was very uh very r&b mm-hmm. um which is not a bad thing yeah uh, i'm not saying that like that is a bad thing it's i enjoy thing <laughs> i enjoy r&b uh-huh I, i've listened to a lot of r&b artists i would i also really enjoy when an artist can use sound or not sound, but silence mm-hmm. uh, very well in their song. And I think oh, are you did, talking about the Star Wars? Like when I think in the silence. Yeah, I that, think they did. That was what got me going, man. I love <laughs> it so much. I'm sorry. I'm really passionate about the song. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think they did a really good, good job in using it to emphasize different parts of the song. Um, they had uh, some pretty good lyrics and obviously a lot of emotion into it. it. Are there two different singers? There are four different singers, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what kind of threw me for a loop because like it, it was kind of a little cool moment because you know, they're obviously all harmonizing together. Mm-hmm. And then when they go into the second verse, a different har- harmonizer comes out to sing the verse. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, like just kind of like walks out of the harmony to continue singing the verse, which I thought was a really cool moment Yeah, in a song. Yeah. Well, they, what they like to do in almost all of their songs, is they will like, they will swap out who is singing each verse. And honestly, they sound incredibly similar. I don't really know their entire like backstory or anything like that. I'm not like a stalker. I wish though, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really know their entire uh, backstory. I just know that, um, they are really, really good, and I've seen them perform live on like YouTube videos. But uh, one day it, it will be in person. But yeah, this is I'm showing Kirk a picture of their band. So they've got four female singers, and they've got two guys who one plays guitar and piano, and the other one plays drums. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's their entire band. So what do you think about it, Zach? Um, <clears throat> it's not really my style. Uh, cause you know, it's Stop not a rock song where it, heart breaks, so. the song is great. I don't care what your style is. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's not about, I don't really get that heartbreak feeling from it or it's not a rock song. So I don't kind of vibe with it. Uh, <laughs> couldn't listen to it on the beach. So <laughs> yeah, I would listen That's to this like all day zero, on the right? beach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're they're definitely like a really solid song though like this mm-hmm. whole style definitely fits them super well it's, it's well, just what, not for me what i think is really cool about them is they they don't really how do i explain uh they don't really stick to a style because they're they're an indie pop band um so they they like to experiment in different genres they, they've done a song with um the people who made uh pumped up kicks who's that foster the child i think Anyways, they they have a very wide uh, uh, like range of like genres. So if that's not your style, they still got some great stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they they have the like craziest vocalist ever. And like like you could hear it, like in the in the middle of that song, she like screams, "I was a bitch." And uh, even even with her like screaming and like screeching and stretching her voice like that, she was still like on key, which I think is. That's pretty interesting. I mean, like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I could name anyone else that's ever done that. But 
I, I mean, every I single metal band song. that does screech singing? No. It's <laughs> not, no. not the same. It's not the I same. I their song, the, the Bottom, though. That one was pretty solid. Oh, yeah. I like that song, too. I don't too. know if you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard every song, Zach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just obsessed. I am. All right. Well, Zach, what would you give it? I give it a five out of ten. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Houston, what would you give it? Um, judging on like my, I guess I'd give it two different scores here. Uh, <laughs> off personal enjoyment, it's probably like a probably about a five or six. Off of like technical skill and song execution. I'd probably give it a like seven point five, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and songs just getting shit on. Wow, <laughs> I would I would probably give it a five. Oh my god, guys! <laughs> I, Ted was I, so I excited, and then I he understand got that you up. really love this song, uh-huh. but I listen to the song and I compare it to other songs I've heard in the same genre, mm-hmm. other musicians I've heard, things I haven't heard in the same genre. Mm-hmm. And listening to this, I don't hear, besides the harmony thing that they did where they, where they had the other person come out of the harmony mm-hmm. and keep singing the verse. Besides that, I didn't hear anything special. Okay, so you're telling me when she said, when the, the beginning of the song, when the, the, you said when people use silence good, right? Yeah, but that's not special. For her, special or for this band. That, okay, I feel like it's incredibly rare for people to use silence like that. I don't know. Like I, I have, I've only ever, I can't even think of any other songs off the top of my head that use silence like that. I feel like they, they just do a good way of like, like when the silence comes in, it releases the tension. But then when she starts singing again, it brings it back in. You know what I mean? I think someone else who uses silence a lot, and this is probably why I don't feel like it's super special. Sounds like every rock is, band. Uh, Justin Vernon. I have no clue who that is. Bonnie Vare. <laughs> you know who it is. Yeah, I know. You you used to play that song yeah. a lot when we were young, right? It's it's a band. He's done a lot of stuff. He worked with a lot of artists, but he uses silence very well in a lot of his songs. Mm. Um, he was in the Staves song that we listened to a few ep- a couple episodes ago. The one that sucked. It did not <laughs> suck. Y'all just didn't like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I, I just didn't feel like it was that I, I liked it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not something special I, for some, for me to start rating things above, you know, a six or a seven, it has to have something in it that really speaks to me that says, I don't think I could get this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could get that anywhere else, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you that I already have. Uh-huh. So that's why, that's why well, that's it's just a, a lie. So. That's why it's a five out of 10. Um, <laughs> I can agree with Kirk on this. <laughs> I give it a 10 yeah. out of 10, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, it's a wonderful song and you guys are just haters. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to my song. Um, so let me pull up my notes real quick. Um, so my song this week is In Time by Talos. Um, Talos is an Irish indie electronic musician. He trained as an architect and actually lectured as an architect at at a university for a while. Uh, the song in time was released in 2015, and I think uh, Euphoria magazine describes it better than I could. Um, this is a quote from the lyrics. In time, 
Fall depths with me miles apart. In light, we solve our whole lives. The feeling of floating above cool water, that is, the feeling of the alt-electric R&B soloist Talos gives listener in his music. The song In Time reflects that feeling in its cover art as Irish vocalist and musician Owen French wades into water while waves echo away from his body. The slow guitar riff, slowly plucking the strings and sliding down the neck of the guitar, sets the pace and mood for the song. It brings like Morgan head, Wallen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it brings the head to a calmness and prepares the listener for French's melodic falsetto that comes over the you like a calm wave. Sounds like we're listening to Morgan Wallen. French can be related to London grammar again in his similarities vocally to Hannah Reed. Like her, French's perfect pitch, control, lyrics, and buttery tone takes command of the sound we already we were already falling in love with, and reminds us of how an artist's windpipe is an instrument in its own right. <laughs> so, I can Why? only describe the um, chorus in the song is beautiful. Mm. I mean, erotic. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zach. Oh my god! I, I think that only time will tell. Extremely calm and flowing, <laughs> and the way that he uses his vocal performance to elevate the song is astounding. Like, mm. I think the music is good, but I think that what makes this song truly late, tr- truly great, is his singing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're listening to a Morgan Wallen song. I'm sorry, that's such a dumb joke, but I can't stop saying well, it. All right, it you is guys a dumb ready? Joke. <laughs> Uh, let's do it. Alrighty. So what did y'all think? Chad, you want to start us off? I think. No, wait, hold on. Zach, go. Zach, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I described it perfectly with erotic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, so I was reading through the lyrics and I like the lyrics, but I don't get them. (laughs) Um, I, I really, really like this one line, though, is uh, you pry me thumping from this long drop. I don't know what that means, but I love it. <laughs> um, I think I think he has like a very, very unique like lyric style. To me, it, it makes me think of like um, uh, early Tyler, the creator, because he used to do a lot of songs where he would just write lines and then immediately contradict them afterwards. And uh, I feel like that's kind of what he's trying to do. Maybe it's really hard for me to tell what exactly the song is about. Um, but I liked it. I liked the way it sounded. I liked the way that he layered his vocals uh, and the final chorus, especially. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that I have to say about it. What about you, Houston? What'd you think? Erotic or no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of erotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least the uh, at least the instrumentals. I'm I'm not looking at lyrics as I'm if these songs are playing. Um, so I can barely tell you what the lyrics were at all. Um, yeah, he does have a very uh, certain accent that does make his lyrics hard to understand. Yeah, while he's singing, he, said he was Irish, right? Yeah, he's Irish. He's Irish. He yeah. looks Irish. I pulled up a picture of him. Oh my goodness, he looks like. Yeah, but, uh, Go ahead, like, um, uh, his falsetto was beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. and it blended really well into the chorus as it came up, as it came in. Um, 
I like the extra bit of production they did when the when the chorus started. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a really smooth song. I mean, yeah. really easy listening. You can definitely tell that they they spent a long time trying to figure out how exactly they wanted to transition it from the verses to the chorus. Because adding in that little bit of like that that very heavily mixed uh, delay in right before it transitions into the course, I think was a really, really smart idea. I don't know who came up with that. I don't know who was sitting in there and was like, what if we try it this way? Whoever did that deserves an Oscar. I don't like <laughs> forget the Grammys. They deserve an Oscar. <laughs> but yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And, um, as far as like the songs meaning, I would say that it's more about um, falling in love mm. and taking that, that trip and sort of, sort of like, uh, the whole process of, you know, both of you falling in love with each other at the same time mm-hmm. and how it can be both exhilarating and, you know, pretty scary mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, I think a completely different interpretation. <laughs> Mostly because like the beginning of it is like, uh, he says, uh, falling out of love or something like that at the beginning. And so I thought that that's what the song was about, but also everything else. Like, like I said, it feels like every line contradicts itself. So I don't know. It's, it's really hard for me to just pick up on what, Yeah, but um, I see what you're talking about though. I, I think it'd be taken a lot of ways. You know, I don't, I don't think, um, <laughs> I know he, a lot of things that would be taken a lot of ways, Kirk. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, okay. I think, that, <laughs> I do think that his music is open to interpretation. Um, I haven't listened to a lot of his music in general. This mm-hmm. is this one and like two other songs are what I've listened to. And I would say that this is definitely my favorite of his music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I try to do with my recommendations when I bring recommendations to you all for music is I try to find things that I don't think that you and Zach have listened to before. Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely never heard of this guy. Um, I think, yeah, neither have I. I mean, honestly, from this song, I think I am going to look up his other stuff though. He he is in he's a member of a band as well. Uh-huh. Um but this is sort of like his solo stuff. I got you. The Irish band, I can't do an Irish accent. Right, did, you- um, <laughs> I did really enjoy this song though. I think in the beginning like 30 or 40 seconds in it kind of picked up like super fast for the style of song that it is. Yeah. But literally other than that, I think the song was like perfect for the way he sings. Yeah, I agree. So I like it? really enjoyed this, like a ten. Give it a ten. Wow. All right, what about you, Chen? I'm tempted to give it a low score out of spite, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think um, I think ten's a little generous, mostly because uh, I think on the production side they should have EQ'd a little bit more of his nasal, nas- nasally sound out of him, just a little bit more. But other than that, I think it's pretty solid. Probably nine ish. Nine? I nine. Yeah. What about I you, thought it was really good. Houston. I was gonna give it an eight. Well <laughs> some pretty high scores. I was gonna give it a, a nine. <laughs> Kirk, I was really expecting you to be like, I was gonna give it a five. <laughs> I think it's really a three for this me. Song is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda brought this Can't believe the you joke. guys like this. I just recommended it to throw you guys off. But yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into video games. I'm going to go ahead and start us off this week for video games. Um, so my video game recommendation this week is um, Empires of the Undergrowth. 
Um, and uh, the Steam description is this. Set in the world of ants, Empires of the Undergrowth is a real-time strategy with extensive nest building and management features. Below ground, workers maintain nest operations while you control armies of ants in battle against rival colonies, armored insects, hungry amphibians, and other critters. So I picked this up, picked this game up on a whim because it was like five bucks on sale or something like that. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that seems interesting. Let me try it out. Um, And man, there is so much more to this game than you would think. Like, what was the name of it again? I'm sorry. Empires of the Undergrowth. Okay. So it's basically like an ant colony sim- ant colony simulation game. But <laughs> and the music is amazing. <laughs> I remember this. Yes. Kirk. Yeah. I remember this. Um, but I, I do want to point that out. The music for this game is better than it has any right to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there are some bangers, dude. Like th- this is just some like random game, some studio made, but the music is astounding. Like yeah. it fits the game perfectly <laughs> if you do nothing else for this game go and listen to some of its music because it's so good yeah it's pretty dang good um anyway so you manage a colony and actually the story mode is actually a lot of fun for this game which is not true for a lot of like simulation games mm-hmm. um the story like mode colony for the, games yeah the so- story mode for this is a lot of fun because you play as different uh types of ants that have different abilities like fire ants like they reproduce really quickly you have like the forager ants and a bunch of different ants that like get really big, but have like these little tiny little worker ants. They're like minuscule compared to the big ones. It's, it's a lot of fun. You fight against different ant colonies. You fight it against different insects, like this giant freaking spider, which was really creepy because I hate spiders. I see a frog. <laughs> there, is, there is also a frog and that's the fire ant level is that you have to go and kill the frog at the end mm. with like a million little fire ants. Mm. I think it'd be a fire ant. I don't last long. I'm sorry. As you're saying, Kirk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, it's a really, really fun game. And if you like simulation games or army games, or if you've ever played, um, what was it? That, that really lame uh, game, but it's actually surprisingly fun. Was it a uh, totally accurate battle simulator? Yes. Yeah. Tabs. If you ever played yeah. tabs, you can get kind of a similar feeling with this game. <laughs> Although, it's not the same graphic style or anything like that. Yeah. But um, kind of like you know, putting two armies up against each other. And they have different modes, too. We can do just like a, a bunch of ants versus a bunch of ants, too, mm-hmm. if you want to. Um, but, yeah, I like it a lot. Highly recommend. Music is great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The music <laughs> does sound pretty solid. Exactly. I just don't know how spend <laughs> $20 on it. Um, Kirk, do you remember the one that we listened to that we were like, this is the best one? Um, no, I don't have to pull it up. It's one of the the later ones, though. Yeah. But if you play the game, it comes up a lot, and you're like, "Wow, what is? What am I listening to? Why is this so good?" <laughs> yeah. I remember um, the battle music was incredibly unique as well. Yeah. So, yeah, look um, up the music, please, everyone. It is still in early access, but with that, there it's not like other early access games where they put in early access to say, "Oh, the game's garbage." You know, we don't plan to fix it or anything. They are actively releasing updates and new content for it. Like they just put out a new update for it like last week that whole added a whole nother level to it. Like a, a brand new level in the story mode and everything. So can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you played Pikmin? Pikmin? Yes, I have played Pikmin. All right. Convince me to play this instead of playing Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could have way more little guys following you around 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's that? <laughs> what is Pikmin? I don't know. If, I don't know if that convinced me. You don't know what Pikmin is? No, I don't. Babies. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all are like 10 years younger than us. So let's baby. Pigman <laughs> or oh, Pigman? That's what you said. I thought you were saying that babies had something to do with the game. And I was like, what are you playing, Houston? Just <laughs> <laughs> growing babies on his farm, on this new, on this different ant farm, what I is guess. It? Wait, what is it called? Pikmin? Pikman or Pigman? Pick. Like you pick them out of the ground. Wait, is, oh. that, is that Omar? Yeah, Olimar is. From oh, Pikmin. okay. I know what that yeah. is. <laughs> I've never played any of the uh, uh, game, uh, any of those games. I just know them from Smash. <laughs> I feel like um, I was ma- mostly calling out characters to you know as a joke, but <laughs> that's immediately what I started thinking of when you began describing this game. I was like, "This." I remember. Like I remember watching my brother play this when I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> You guys yeah. feel old. <laughs> Anyways, I, I would Fourth recommend it. Would you say four of them? Yeah. <laughs> it, they they and they're coming out with a new one, right? Or they do they just come out yeah. with a new one? The fourth one is coming out soon. Yeah, hmm. not gonna and play the, that. <laughs> well, it actually seems kind of kind of good, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, so no, yeah. this game looks cool, Kirk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. Th- thanks for trying to uh, ruin it for me, Houston. Um, <laughs> 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 All right. So, Houston, what do you have that you're recommending? Well, if it's not uh, Pikmin, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not Pikmin, but it's another. Uh, it's another Nintendo game. My. My recommendation is a uh, is Metroid Prime Remastered. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen some stuff from it and it actually looks pretty good. Uh, it's a great sign. Like okay, Metroid Prime, the first one is my favorite game ever made. So you're definitely um, not biased. I mean, I'm heavily biased, but so is a lot of the <laughs> internet. I mean, yeah. go look up top 10, top 100 best games of all time list. Metroid Prime is often up there like, easily. Hey, Houston, and the, can uh, I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. yeah Are these games it. basically Doom, but for girls? What? No. Doom no. For girls? Not that, at all. Okay, I've just seen screenshots of it. I always thought, hey, that kind of looked like Doom. Well, I mean, I guess... Uh, <laughs> I would say, like, honestly, the, the original Metroid Prime did definitely take some inspiration from Doom. Doom you know, for girls. Uh, <laughs> is it not Doom for girls? <laughs> the main character is a girl. Does that not mean it's for girls? It's for girls. Uh, Zelda is for uh, guys because it's, it's Link, so. Okay. <laughs> Keep going, Houston. <laughs> God, Zelda. Anyways. So the remaster just came out and uh, the remaster is absolutely amazing. Keeps everything that was in the core gameplay intact, just updates the visuals. In my opinion, it's one of the best remasters ever made because it just doesn't try to do too much. It just takes a really great game, makes it better. Just makes it look better. Um, They also updated the control scheme 
the uh, the original had was sort of notorious for being uh, difficult a to play. Difficult, yeah, a little bit. It, it used tank controls because it was on the GameCube, and it wasn't. This was kind of before the era of twin stick shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they compensated for that, they did beautifully. I mean, the the lock on mechanics in the game and how you just control Samus as he plays feels. It's clunky, but it's executed really well. The remaster like allows you to play in the with the old controls, or you can play with updated twin stick controls. So if you were somebody that couldn't that wanted to play this game but couldn't because the controls just weren't for you, now that's not really an issue. If you have played any FPS on a controller, you can play this game easily. Um, but the biggest thing about Metroid Prime just in general is it is a unparalleled in terms of environmental storytelling mm. the game it's completely you played- you're completely isolated the entire time you never see another human being you never speak to anybody the way that the story is revealed to you is that you have a scan visor that you can activate you can scan computers and you get uh, small tidbits of what's going on in the world um, what the uh. The enemies, the space pirates are up to. You just mentioned Chad's feel. kryptonite. Reading. Yeah, yeah, reading, dude. I was loving it until you brought that up. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, the reading is uh, really sparse. Mm. So, like every every text entry, I don't, like I don't know if you compare it to a game like Dark Souls, you get like long ass text entries a lot of the time. These are like two, three little boxes, very quick. Well, I don't, okay, so I don't, I I actually don't hate reading in video games. I think that sometimes it's a little tedious, but for the most part, I don't hate it. But there's probably, the the thing that I have a problem with is like, like when the story solely is like surrounding what you read in the game. And that was one of the main reasons, that's my main complaint about Deathloop, which is still one of my favorite games. But there's a huge plot twist in the game and it doesn't reveal it to you unless you just read something <laughs> and like, well, and it's like, it's a full passage. It's like, I'm not going to read a college essay just so I can figure out that this person is a different person than what I thought. You know what I mean? Judge Lyon, there wasn't a single college essay in that game. There was there a like college essay, dog. It was a paragraph. Nah, it was like three paragraphs. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a, so here's, okay. That's here's a high school a, essay. <laughs> here's the nice thing about this game though. You, uh, you don't have to interact with those scans whatsoever. You can play the game. You can figure everything out. You're not ever going to be locked out of mm. like. Okay, I see what you're saying. Anything important? Just like, like the Arkham you, games, you can, where it's like it's like the environment still tells you a story, but it's like it's like optional. Yeah. Pretty okay. Much. I got you. I got you. It gives you. It fleshes out the context of like, oh, why? What's this base here? Mm-hmm. Why? What? Why are they running these experiments? Like, I can obviously see that they've like captured these creatures and are running some kind of experiment. If you want to know a little bit more going on read the read the computers scan <laughs> the creatures um if you don't want to if you want to go in completely blind it's still a really great experience i would say like in its own right doing a like a blind playthrough where you just don't interact with any of the, the scanners or the at least the, the non-essential ones it is its own great experience i gotcha okay one more question how much is it okay uh the remaster is forty dollars. And it's never gonna drop. <laughs> <Probably not. laughs> 
and uh, good luck getting a physical copy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's why I hate Nintendo right now. Is like they they never never ever drop the price of something. Isn't Breath of the Wild still sixty bucks? Mario sixty four. Mario one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh my god! No, no. <laughs> Hey, I'll lend you my GameCube copy if you want. Play that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Houston. All right, uh, Chad. What do you have for us this week? So, um, I am fairly confident that most of us have played Spider-Man uh, play PS4. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, you have. I know you have. Uh, Zach, have you? No, no. I've just. I've just talked to you about every single bit of the story. Okay, okay. Um, and then, uh, Houston, have you played it? I haven't played it, but I've interacted with it. I got it you. Is a good game. Yeah, okay. So Spider-Man PS4 is an amazing game that I will forever love. But I like Spider-Man Miles Morales more. And that's a very strong hot take. Because uh, a lot of people enjoy Spider-Man PS4 for... I mean, it's a it's a long game. It's a big game and all of it's good except for the Mary Jane parts. Um, and it's, it's like, like I, I agree that it is as a whole, a better game for the, for like, it's, it's a full game. Spider-Man miles Morales. I would not argue is a full game, but I think the message of that game just is so much better than the message of uh, original Spider-Man PS4. So, um, if you ever get a chance, right. If you've played the original Spider-Man, you already know how good it's going to be. Like you, you already know it's it's a great game. It's fantastic. The swinging's amazing. The story is amazing. Like all of it is amazing. But I think that Miles Morales capitalizes on that and improves. And it just it's so the story just ah all of it's so good, man. And it's it's always going to be probably one of my favorite games. But um, Miles Morales is like a Destiny DLC. Honestly, you're not wrong, but it's, it's, it's less of like a, like a, it's, it's more like a, I can't think of examples. <laughs> it's more like a witch queen <laughs> DLC than it is a, uh, uh, what was the one where we had to go on beyond light, beyond light because <laughs> beyond yeah. light was terrible. <laughs> um, so do you think that it could stand up on its own? Yeah. Like if, if you were comparing it to other games, not to the mm-hmm. previous Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Do you think it's still yes. a good game? Yes, I still think it's a good game. Genuinely. Because, like, okay, so you, you you take things like like the Batman trilogy, right? And all of those games are good on their own. It's the exact same way with the Spider-Man game so far. It's like they, they are, like, they're building off of each other, but they are still fantastic all in their own right. And, um, I mean, like I said, the main reason why I like Miles Morales so much is because of the story. You know, and I, I think it I think it's really immersive. I think it's... I think all the characters that you meet throughout while doing the side missions are also like, like, I don't know how to explain it other than you just grow to like the like basic side characters that nobody normally cares about, you know? And, uh, that's well, I why that, I like it so much. I think that the miles Morales character actually has an advantage over the Peter Parker character. Why do you say that? Uh, I think that he's black. People know the Peter Parker char- character way better than they do with miles Morales. Uh huh. So you can take a lot more liberties with the story. Yeah, you can yeah, do, that's true. You can do a lot more things with it and make a lot more changes and fit uh, whatever uh, you know medium you're telling the story through. In this case, video games. Yeah, than you could with Peter Parker because in yeah. Peter Parker you expected to see Mary Jane, you're, expect, you're expecting to see Black Cat. Mm-hmm. You know, you're expecting to see all those main characters and stuff. Kingpin, yeah, Kingpin. With yeah. with Miles Morales, you know, you've got. I mean, 
I don't know what his main villain is. <laughs> like, I know who Miles Morales is. Uh-huh. I don't know who's who his main antagonist is. I don't know what his his story plays out as. I know yeah. I know Peter Parker's story from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah. He's been around so long. I've seen so many iterations for it. I know it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm expecting to see, you know, have those like you know, kind of fanboy moments while playing the game. Mm-hmm. For Miles Morales, I would be playing it to get the Miles Morales story. Yeah. Like, that would be, uh, aside from, you know, the Spider-Man movie that came out yeah uh spider-verse right yeah into the spider-verse well okay so the the thing also another thing uh that i think is interesting about miles morales is like people didn't really care about him much until spider-verse um because like he basically just had no unique character traits besides peter parker right yeah i think you're in in, you're insulting houston (laughs) (laughs) i definitely read the original miles morales Uh run um before he got like before the universe got the the ultimates universe got folded in mm-hmm. uh he's got a lot going on actually really because like from what i've yeah. heard is like he, like people he, read what he like enjoyed reading the comics about him but he was like there was nothing to like truly separate him from peter parker other than his extra powers well con- consider this he was so popular that they had to find a way to pull him from a different universe mm-hmm. and bring them into, into the main the one. Main line. Yeah. Yeah. Without he's, getting he's rid of the beloved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that was the thing is like, like, I mean, never mind, never mind. I, I haven't read any of the Miles Morales comics, so I wouldn't really know, but, um, I'm just going off of like word of mouth, you know, but anyway, so, um, the Miles Morales, uh, I, I, but also what I think is interesting is like in the game and in the movie, he's honestly, I think very different characters. Um, like I feel like in the, the movie, uh, he's a lot more, um, timid, not ready for what's happening. But I think the, the version that you're playing in the game isn't, I wouldn't exactly say not like he, he isn't like perfectly ready to be Spider-Man, but he's also like, I feel like he's a lot deeper in the game. You know, and um, I, I that's that's why I like it so much. And uh, anyways, I, I do think you'll are right in that uh, he just doesn't have the same baggage. There, are, yeah, telling a story about him, uh, like his his full his character is still being defined slowly, mm-hmm. right? Like, like he's still building up his own like uh, cultural like impact. Yeah, his own mythos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's not he doesn't necessarily have too many qualities that are set into the cultural zeitgeist yet mm-hmm. where you can't you can't fuck with the <laughs> the formula for yeah. Peter Parker in certain ways. Like this is just reiterating mostly what Kirk said earlier about it. I just I agree. Yeah. So Kirk cool. Did you recommend your game? Yeah, you did. Oh wait, hold on. Who's it? Zach? Yeah, Zach, Zach, what do you got for us? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know Chad's gonna disagree, probably pretty hard on this one. Uh, my recommendation is Dying Light Two. <laughs> okay. I, I thought you were about to see Arkham Knights. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Shot off Gotham I will one day. I will genuinely recommend it one Why? day. No, you won't. <laughs> That'll be your last day on the show, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dying Light. I'm gonna like recommend Clash of Clans one day. Yeah, Dying Light Two, kind of a banger. (laughs) Um, yeah, Dying Light um, Two. It's not as good 
as the first one, I think. The first one definitely was like it brought something new. You could actually it, like, play the whole it. aspect of like the zombies and story like the zombie story games. Zach, did you hear me? Uh yeah. <laughs> me and Kirk didn't have any issues. You were the only one. Yeah, no, I, I when okay, so we all played Dying Light together. Um to be fair, it was I had literally just gotten my thirty sixty. So it was my right after I upgraded my graphics card, I started playing Dying Light. So if I'm being completely fair, I also might not have had the right drivers. But after updating to the proper new drivers, I still could not play through the game without getting 30 bajillion glitches every single step. And that's why I couldn't play it. And that's why I disagree. <laughs> but I okay. haven't played it but since, you know. Me and Kirk. Also, I think I had like three glitches throughout the entire time I played it, and I have almost six, like seventy hours on the game. And we we were playing Dying Light like pretty much right when it came out too. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, yeah, that was yeah, like before be they patched anything. This was also like the big thing when like people were just releasing games. It doesn't matter if they fixed the bugs or not. Like every game that released had their issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't I don't want to trash on it. Like if I I haven't played it since that happened you know but i also just have no motivation to play it since because of how many issues i had like i literally couldn't climb up walls which is like you gotta survive that way so how am i supposed to play the game if i literally cannot do it you know what i mean so i was just like i am like certain chad was just not pressing the space bar sometimes i was <laughs> I'm not that's the amount of times this happened slow. where I've like just ran up to a wall and pressed space once and it climbed the entire thing and Chad said he's sitting there spamming the button. I think Chad's just doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but no, okay, uh, okay, I, but, but okay, seriously though. So Zach, why why do you recommend Dying Light 2? I just think it obviously like I said, it's not as good as the first one, but I think it just continues on with their like their creation of like how they want to do these like story mode zombie games and i think they just uh it's i lost my words <laughs> well so it, the kind of the way they do it is so unique i feel like yeah so because they were the first people to do like these certain things like when it came to like the the crafting shit and the way the story is just all brought out yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Kirk. No, no, that's fine. I was just gonna, I was just gonna add on to what you were saying. You know, whenever when we say a zombie game, you're thinking, you know, Back for Blood, mm -hmm. Left for Dead. You know, all those like, all right, we're 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 surviving against waves of zombies. Mm -hmm. You know, but no, this is this is a story game where zombies are the hazard. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're trying to interact with these people, where you know it. Where you know they each have their own stories. I think that what Dying Light Two did really good is having a lot of unique stories and a lot of unique storylines in it. I'm not. I'm not saying that everything was unique. There obviously was like the cookie cutter stuff. You know, like oh, I'm a protagonist. I'm here to save everyone. You know, that kind of thing. Sometimes, but um, I think it does fall into a lot of the traps that a lot of role playing, open world role playing games mm -hmm. fall into. Um, one thing, but, okay. One thing I will always praise about it is the opening to Dying Light Two. Dying Light Two instantly gets you in your feels. It does have a pretty good opening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it, I would also say that um, it probably it. Uh, it's kind of close to Assassin's Creed in this 
in this area, but I think it probably has uh, the best parkour in any video game. Um, Dying Light 1 or 2? Dying Light 2. Chad, I know you had issues with it, okay? We're not talking about your issues <laughs> here. I'm talking about if you do not have the issues or a complex known as Chad syndrome. Oh, my then- <laughs> gosh. I'm not <laughs> dumb. Okay. No, there were multiple times when my game just crashed while we were playing. So you can't defend that one, okay? I'm just saying. I mean, you did also just say- I can if you didn't have the drivers. correct drivers. <laughs> oh, come on. <clears throat> but no, like even after I updated the driver, I was still having it. But that's- Okay, this is completely besides the point. Um- Best game ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my new favorite phrase. Uh, I, I would agree. I would, I would agree with Zach. I would recommend this with, with Zach. I think it's a good game, but I would also say that it's not worth the full price. No, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely like a $30 game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Is it really that short? Or it's is not it- that it's short. It's just that it's not worth spending $60 on when mm. you have so many other great games that are $60 or less than $60. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it, right? Houston, you, have you played Dying Light 2? I haven't played either one of them. I remember watching the trailer and some uh, like demo uh, footage from the first one and I thought it looked really cool. But unfortunately... Never got around to playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even know there was a second one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us this week, Houston. I appreciated having you here. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So that's going to be the episode for today. Um, So sorry again, we did not have video this time. I think that we will finally have it next week. Um, Yeah. And uh, so just so y'all are aware, we now, this is our fourth episode and uh, we will have a YouTube page by the time this one comes out. And uh, although we won't have video, we'll have some visualizer stuff going on there. So you can look at it there. Um, we also will be have, we'll have a Patreon up uh, that will be uh, linked in the description of this uh, episode if you feel like giving us some money. Um, if not, we're going to keep doing it anyways. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, so thank you all for listening, and y'all have a wonderful day. Bye.